didn't like to jostle in the light Finding it much soother in the night With his face as pale as pancakes and his posture in rebellion with his hide He was raised to respect father, he was loving to his mom Being kind to all the children and the animals he saw In his youth he looked at Jacko with gleaming admiration Moonwalking through the gardens of his Disneyland vacation Then he took a bat at last and he grew into his face And it gave him the temerity to try the human race He stood like great Ulysses with guitar in his hand Waiting to deflate the silly girl that played the glory Cause, ignoring eccentricities and interactive flaws The ones that knew him best were the ones that called him kind Clueless to the death of his complicated mind But when he takes a bad class and he glues into his face It gives him the temerity to join the human race Standing up like red Ulysses with the star in his hand Venting to me like the cynical
It's a coward, Sonny. Couldn't date with your VCR. Watch another action movie.
a movie Didn't have to pay to get it in They don't play drums. Fish heads, fish heads, roly poly fish heads, fish heads, fish heads, eat them up, yum. Roly poly fish heads are never seen drinking cappuccino in Italian restaurants with Oriental women.
Snap Radio, Steve J. Depraved here, and that was the weird hour. <laughs> oh, that was different. Okay, so this week, uh, well, everything's kind of weird in the world as is, so uh, it was kind of easy to choose this uh, theme this week, and I think both of us came up with our tracks pretty quick, too, so I think it just fit the mood of everything right now. Am I wrong? No, you're right on. Spot on, buddy. That's what I was thinking. So so we chose tracks that are a little different from bands uh, from bands that are a little different at the same time, too. I mean, especially freaking Barnes and Barnes. Freaking that on me. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Strange and unusual. Oh, yeah. 
And then we were talking about the Flaming Lips just before we started recording. And the fact that they have this giant commune in the middle of a pretty pretty rough neighborhood in Oklahoma City. It's not terrible, but it's pretty rough at the same time. Um, let's put it this way. It's in the middle of cleaning up because along 16th Street, they have a big di- district that's turned into an arts district. So I have a feeling that they're not going to like that neighborhood in another 10, 15 years. But then again, by then, it may not matter. So, But then they'll find some other bad part of town and buy like five houses in a certain area and all next to each other and turn right. it into a new commune. Right. So that way they can be noisy 24-7 again. It's I like remember those people that they buy in a weird neighborhood and then everything starts getting better after a couple of uh, decades and it all gentrifies. And now they're in the hip and urban area and they're like, I didn't want to be in the middle of all this. I <laughs> wanted to be out in the middle of nothing. And here we are. So they just move further out. It happens here all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm just glad. Talk about that. I'm just glad that I live in an area of Wichita where nobody really wants to build anything new and fancy. Because this area of town, if the wind's coming out of the east, it stinks. If you go any further west of where I'm at, you're in a floodplain. And I mean a nasty floodplain. Um, you got noise from the airport if you go east or west of where I'm at. Right where I'm at, right here in the middle between the uh, Air Force Base and the airport, I don't hear a whole lot of airplane noise. But if you go a couple miles in either direction, there's planes all over the place. So, and it's all farmland. Nobody wants, uh, it seems like around here, in this area at least, nobody wants to fool with the farmland. So, I don't know. I am not going to argue it, to say the least. So, (laughs) but um, luckily for them guys, I mean, the Flaming Lips, they've been doing their music for, well, they started making music in 1983. So I guess by the time that that neighborhood that they're in is finally not not rough and I guess okay with making all kinds of noise, he'll probably be too old to really worry about it anyways. Maybe. We'll see, right? Yeah, we'll find out. But then again, if been around since '83. It's uh, 2022. They've been around next year, which is just a month away. They'll have been around for 40 years. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to believe. I mean, I I had it off by 10 years. I said 30 years, and yeah, next year I'll mark 40 years of them guys making music. So hard to believe, because. But then again, I mean. You and I both, we, well, and probably most of our listeners here, we uh, we all listen to some pretty old music, so. I listen to all kinds of stuff, but my favorite will always be stuff from the 70s, mainly the 80s and a little bit of the 90s, because that's when I was a young man. Yup, young, dumb, and full of cum. <laughs> hey, speak for yourself. <laughs> Wait a minute, we're not talking about your teddy bear, are we? No, if you were full of cum, that's your problem. (laughs) Full of cum, talking about your teddy bear. (laughs) 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 Ah, so. Yeah, so without further ado, uh, we'll go over the tracks that we chose this week. Um, The first band that I chose, this is a... They were kind of a super group, in a sense. Uh, Big Dumb Face. Have you ever heard of those guys? No. No? So, well, they were kind of a super group in a way where uh, they had uh, Wes Borland and a couple of other guys. I can't remember who else was in that band. But they released a couple of three albums, and I guess they're still off and on making stuff. But it's kind of a cross between um, metal and new metal with comedy tossed in. 
but it has, like I said, it has West Borland from Limp Biscuit in it. And of course, he he's the only reason that Limp Biscuit was any good at all, because well, he's good with a guitar. So yeah. he was the guy that would actually write the guitar riffs that made uh, uh, Fred Durst be able to wrap around something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Keep rolling, 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 Timmy. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, I can't, I can't, I can't take a band serious at all when they released an album called Chocolate Starfish and hot dog flavored water. Dude, every song they had was so cheesy, I, and people were really into them. And I just, I never got it. It never appealed to me at all. Uh, I got it when I was fourteen, but I grew out of them. The biscuits were the limpest as they could ever be, man. I mean. <laughs> Well, and the worst thing is, is the name of the band, too, is just came from an absolutely disgusting thing to do. <laughs> Everybody listening has big question marks over their head. Go ahead and explain what that means, Timmy. <laughs> well, Limp Biscuit is where you where you take a biscuit and a group of guys and everybody takes it into the bathroom and they jerk off until they jizz on the biscuit. And whoever took the longest has to eat it. Ugh. <laughs> Who the fuck wants to win that prize? <laughs> the only is way that to a win, win or a loss? <laughs> yeah, that's a loss, if anything. Exactly. But uh, the only track that I know from these guys, and I'm not really willing to look much more into their discography, is I heard this song. I can't remember where I heard it from. Maybe a friend of mine showed it to me. But uh, for Big Dumb Face, the only song I know from them is Mighty Penis Laser. And <laughs> <laughs> that freaking track name makes me laugh every time I think about it. Yeah. So that's the track I chose from them. The second Mighty one, this is this is a massive supergroup. And it has Les Claypool, has Buckethead, and a couple of other um, experimental early 90s, late 80s, early 90s alt-rockers, and it is called Colonel Claypool's Bucket of Bernie Brains. And this song is named Buckethead, and the song is just talking about Buckethead the whole way through, plus they have a good organ solo and a good guitar solo in it. On top of being a freaking weird song. Third one. This is by the band Ween, which, once again, these guys are freaking weird. <laughs> and I chose to track Ocean Man. Fourth band was by Tomahawk. And I sat here shaking my head the whole time I was listening to this song. God Hates a Coward. And then the last but not least of my five is... What the flaming lips and the title alone is out there because who would want to spend Christmas at a zoo? I mean, it's kind of a weird thing to do. I'm sure there's some people that would, but Christmas at a zoo is the name of the track. And I just chuckled and shook my head as soon as I saw the name of it. So uh, I chose it, but uh, the flaming lips, yeah, I was going to go with them either way. So, but uh, those are my five, and um, whew. <laughs> what a list! What a list! Yeah, this is strange, some strange shit to say the least. <laughs> and that was the idea. Yes, sir. <laughs> we talked about shows that we haven't done, and it dawned on me we've never done a show like this where we're playing the weirdest, the campiest, the silliest. The unusual, the songs that would never end up on any of our other lists. Why not? Let's do it. Exactly. So my five this week, track number six, my first choice this evening was the infamous Radiohead with their song Kid A. I know there's an album called Kid A, but have you ever listened to the song Kid A? It's fucking odd. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm glad I got to finally play that for something and. This was the, the show to put it on. It's an odd song. It's interesting. It's pretty, but it's weird. It's very, very weird. 
Anyway, continuing my second track this evening, track number seven was the band King Missile with their release from 1992, the song Detachable Penis. And in my defense, I had the first penis song, Timmy Copied Me. Oh, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) I gave him my list first, and then he's like, oh, you're going to... Do a penis song? Well, I'm going to have to out-penis your penis song, <laughs> you penis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You done with the pissing contest? No, no. <laughs> we're, we're, not, we're not done with the penis contest. The pissing contest was yesterday. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, the, the detachable penis song, which I always love the baseline, but the subject matter is odd. This guy... Loses his penis and has to go haggle for it back from some vendor at a flea market. <laughs> You'll wind up being uh, like a garrison. It's almost like a metaphor. <laughs> Mr. Garrison and Mr. Hat. <laughs> <laughs> Continuing my third song this evening, track number eight was Barnes and Barnes with the song Fish Heads. Now, <laughs> This has got to be the weirdest song ever. It is odd. I love the video for this. Uh, It's actually got real fish heads in it. It starts off, you know, odd. And this guy goes to a movie. He uh, unwraps the package and he's got fish heads. And he talks about taking them to the movies. And uh, it's just such an odd premise. It's such a weird chorus. It's everything about this is out there. It's, It's like somebody trying to be as weird as possible. So anyway, love the song. Always fish thought it was uh, heads, different. Holy <laughs> fish heads! It's odd for us, but considering we're right before Polybius, it's just a normal Thursday night for Polybius. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Continuing my fourth track this evening, uh, the band Nightmares and Wax with their song Shangri La. And the thing about them that's interesting, a lot of people don't know this, but Nightmares and Wax was basically like a gothy band. Um, they were making music with all kinds of instruments, but they started getting more into the synthesizers and they renamed themselves Dead or Alive. And so this is the earliest work of what would become Dead or Alive with Pete Burns. You remember Pete Burns, the good looking guy that kept doing so much plastic surgery that he became like a mockery of his former self yep. and, and basically like destroyed his own face with too much plastic surgery. <laughs> kind of sad because the guy had it, the world by the balls. I mean, in the late eighties, you know, you spin me right round and all those other songs that they had made were huge hits. They were international hits. The man was more popular than Depeche Mode. He yep. could have ridden that forever and ever and ever, but he decided, nah, I'm not good looking enough. Let's get some plastic surgery. And a little bit of it goes a long way, but he kept adding and adding and adding and adding. And then he basically just burnt the roast, man. Yeah, he certainly looks interesting, to say the least. Yeah, he was an unusual guy. The music was interesting. This song was before they had really done nothing but synthesizers like they would later. So. It's got a nice rhythm section. It's got a little bit of synth, but there's guitar in there. And and I love this song. It's so different than everything else. They had talent. Yeah. They could have gone far. A good example of somebody who started with something, built it into something really great, and then it fell apart on them. Wait a minute. Is Pete Burns, is he still around? Let's see. No, he died. No, he passed away in 2016. Yeah, he died a while back. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah he really died sad. six years ago now. So, yeah, it's a really sad story what happened to him. Yeah, well, I invite the audience to look more into it. But yeah, this is Nightmares on Wax with their song Shangri La, which was the an early incarnation of what would become mm-hmm. Dead or Alive, including Pete Burns, the lead singer, the guy that was basically Dead or Alive. Yeah. And so my final track for the evening, I was going to do The Vapors with Turning Japanese, which still cracks me up a little bit. But I've heard that song so many times that it's kind of lost its weirdness factor. So I asked Timmy, hey, uh, should I play that or should I go with a Bjork song? And uh, Timmy was like, "Uh, which one? And so I, I picked out Bjork's Pagan Poetry and we both were in agreement that was the one. Ooh. It's an odd song structure. It's beautiful. It's stunning. If you've never heard it, it grabs your attention like nothing else. 
Bjork is a genius. Um, but yeah, it's out there. It's weird. It's unusual. It stands out. I, yeah, uh, I enjoyed that. I, I love that song. Yeah, it's so cool. So I'm glad that that could be on the list instead. And I think that's more of a good way to end this list rather than turning Japanese. I think I'm turning Japanese. I really think so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can't do that if you really want to. (laughs) Speaking of that song, that song was interesting because that song came out during a time when it looked like like the Japanese, Japan, the the nation, was going to overtake the U.S. as the most powerful economy in the world. Um, And we were really scared that they would. And, you know, they had all these powerful in uh, industries uh, sony nintendo these big name brand conglomerate companies were making all these products and americans couldn't get enough of it neither could the rest of the world and then in 1990 their stock market crashed and here we are 32 years later in the year 2022 and their stock market has still only ever recovered about halfway up where it used to be in 1990 and you never hear anybody say their stock market crashed in 1990 and all this time later, 32 years later, it's never revisited that high and it's only ever gotten maybe about halfway up to getting to that high again. Oh, you're talking about silver. No, I'm talking about the Japanese stock market. Oh, the entire Japanese stock market. It crashed in 1990. It came down immensely from where it had been. And all this time later, 32 years later, and it's still never been able to give back to where it was. It's only ever gotten close to maybe halfway of the high that it once had in 1990. And all these people that were threatened by the Japanese and they were going to take over the world and they were going to be the most powerful nation on earth. All that fell apart and it never went down. Mm-hmm. So nowadays when people tell me, well, you know, China is going to be ruling the world here soon. And I don't uh-huh, know about uh-huh. that. I mean, the, chi- the, Jap- the, the Chinese think they will, and there's other people that are betting on the fact that they probably will, but I still think that the United States is overall a relatively independent country if it wants to be. At the end of World War II, they wanted uh, everybody to do trade, and they would patrol the waters and make sure that world trade was safe and that everybody could participate if they wanted. But if the U.S. pulls away their military, then that ends. But what does this country need? Everything that we used to manufacture here, we we pushed offshore, but we could bring it back onshore. And that's what's happening as we speak. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, we were literally energy independent. I know the current uh, occupier of the White House doesn't want us to be because he wants us to get off the fossil fuels. But ultimately, if we wanted, if we were allowed to bring the shale uh, drilling back and do what we were doing in the past, we have enough petroleum to be independent of the rest of the world. This is true. We grow enough food where we don't have to import anything. Meanwhile, the Chinese, they cannot support their population with what they're able to grow themselves. They have to import everything and they have no petroleum whatsoever. And yeah, I know they're a big financial behemoth and economic powerhouse, but literally like 90% of the stuff that they need to make things, they have to import from elsewhere. They're not self-sufficient in almost any way. Yeah. And then there's like 1.7 billion of them or something like that. So <laughs> it's just uh, it's a recipe for all kinds of disaster, if you ask me. I don't know if they're ever going to end up ever really being able to rule the roost uh, like a lot of people think. I, uh, I think they're going to end up being another turning Japanese, but it doesn't happen. Um, and that's something... I think I think I've heard a thing or two about it as well as yes, I do think that China is something to be feared, but at the same time, I've also noticed that their debt crisis is nothing is uh wow, it makes ours look like nothing well. I mean, I'm not saying that there wasn't some malinvestment in the West because God knows there was plenty of it. But they took it to another level. They actually literally created these huge ghost cities Uh where they built all this stuff to invest money because they thought if we build it, they will come. But the people never came. And these ghost cities are still empty. 
um, talk about malinvestment, just pouring money into something with no real object that you were trying to accomplish other than to try to just put money away in a form where it would be tangible. That's crazy. But yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I just don't know that I really believe the idea that one day they're going to take over. I just can't see it. I think they'd like to. And I think a lot of people are afraid that they will. But it's just like it was in the late 80s when everybody thought the Japanese were going to take over. The mm -hmm. Japanese were sure of it. And everybody else thought, oh, yeah, they've got the growing economy. They're going to outpace the U.S. It's just a matter of time. And then their stock market went. And they never recovered. They still have yeah. never recovered. I don't know if that's how it's going to go down with China, but obviously it's going to be something along those lines if it doesn't go down well for them. Yeah. Um, I do know this about China and um, they're on a, they're on a much larger scale version of what Japan is currently going through where they have a population crisis because in Japan about 30 years ago, people just seemed like they they just stopped wanting to have children. And right. now they're running into a situation where the average age of person there in their country is almost 55. Right. And they don't have any youth. And the, the younger folks, the ones that are childbearing age, they don't want to have kids. They don't want to have kids or they um, run into a situation where they can't find a suitable partner for it or whatever. The problem and that insults is, to injury, they could make up for that by importing people, basically having immigrants come and live in Japan. But the Japanese are so picky about who they want that. in their country. They don't like anybody except themselves, practically. Yeah, like they're even weary of allowing Americans in. Yeah. Which, they think Americans are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're not too far off from the truth, but, you know, it is what it is. It's true. And, I mean... American America or the United States and um, a lot of the Western European nations, they've been running into a bit of a reproduction crisis as well, but they've been importing people in by pretty well whatever means necessary. And, yeah. of course, that causes all kinds of political upheaval. If your yeah, population which, isn't having children, you can just bring in people that will help to bolster the numbers and increase them, even though they're not native born. Yeah, <coughs> which I don't necessarily agree with. But at the same time, I mean, I haven't had any kids so far in my life. So as far as I know, at least, I mean, <laughs> I some, some of your old crusty fun. socks care to differ, but OK. Huh? Some of your crusty old socks care to differ. Hey, 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 hey. We're not talking about those. Same thing with <laughs> banana peels. Nice. <laughs> One thin slice of bologna microwave for, for 10 seconds. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's the ultimate flashlight. It's warm. Then, uh, yeah, warm slice of bologna with uh, some mayonnaise in the middle. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Gross. <laughs> then just stick it on a stick it on a sandwich after you're done with it. Your mom never found it because you ate the evidence afterwards. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking Ooh. of eating the evidence afterwards, what's up next, Timmy? Well, that will be uh, shortcock Steve and. Um... <laughs> 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 His dick's so short when he pees, it's all over himself. <laughs> <laughs> He's got like the waterfall action coming off his balls. <laughs> just got a dribble coming off. <laughs> Permanent dribble. <laughs> it, it's so bad he has to sit down when he pees. <laughs> Otherwise, he'll get it all over his shoes and pants and stuff. I mean, he has to. He has to just. Uh, he has to strip down and get in the shower just so he can make sure to rinse off afterwards. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> but yeah, uh, shortcock Steve and <laughs> God damn it. Um, oh, I can't think of a good one for. 
the count. <laughs> I blew my comedy points. <laughs> Limp Biscuit, Count Limp Biscuit. How's that? Uh, count Limp Biscuit. Oh. <laughs> with their, uh, yeah, with their show. Um... <laughs> Damn it. I'm still laughing about short cock <laughs> New metal bus. New metal bus. <laughs> oh no. The <sighs> <A> corn bus. <laughs> Nude uh, metal bus. Nude metal bus. Ugh, gross. <laughs> but yeah, they're coming up next here on ModSnap Radio. But if you're listening to us on iTunes or Spotify, uh, do subscribe to the show. We, uh, I try to get shows out every week, but it's been the holidays lately, and I'm a couple of weeks behind, but I will resolve that this weekend. I should get the time, so I'll get some new shows out to you guys um, this weekend, hopefully, and nothing else. Just tune in to us every, every Friday from 6 to 7 p.m. here on Mod Snap Radio. Till then, guys, we will talk to you next week. Buenos nachos. Taco bueno.